All right, hey everybody, we're talking about season three, episode uh, 12 or 13, kind of depending on chapter 39, maybe, depending on how you're uh, defining things or divining things. That's an accidental pun there. It was a really great episode, Pandemonium. And I, of course, don't know uh, Malcolm something as uh, the doctor Jeff Goldblum plays uh, in uh, those Jurassic movies. A little bit different take on it, but a really beautiful one. Really, this is one of those episodes that's just beautiful. Uh, uh, really uh, unbelievably well done. Um, let me just uh, got to do one thing here. Uh, you, you won't notice, but I, I will. I'm just going to turn on the old. Uh, uh, well, let's see. The episode opens with uh, uh, the previous episode, Michael and Eleanor talking. Michael can't, you know, do it. He doesn't want to face uh, the new residents. Uh, doesn't want to put his friends at risk. Uh, previously, Eleanor says, pull it together. You got this. Uh, Michael talks about what it'd be like an epic fail, failure to end all failures. Uh, what's that say? Cancel or counsel or serial? Talk about being a fearless leader, middle management. You can do it is the thing. And uh, she says, you're the architect. You know, you, you're you're a smart, capable. Tries to pump up Michael. Take a deep breath. And open that door and say, "Hi, I'm, I'm hi, John. I'm the M- Michael, the architect. Come on in." And then we see Eleanor open the door, and she says, "Hi, John. I'm the architect. I'm Eleanor, the architect. Come on in." Ch- ch- then we get the opening card, chapter thirty-nine. Really good handwriting. This so Eleanor at desk. Okay, oh mats, I think that says because uh, she, she still has her. Oh mints. I said, is that a thing of mints? That's what I did say. Like and they looked like uh, the uh, the round ones with the hole in the middle. Maybe not though. I'm looking at them right now. Everything else is kind of like Michael's. Uh, she's talking about live squares. What when when mints? Uh, I don't think any of that happened. I don't know what live squares mean. Uh, uh, oh, lifesavers. That says uh, you. You basic. Uh, she says, you're basically in the big farm in the sky, uh, which is pretty funny. And she says, don't don't worry, John Wharton or something. Uh, I caught his name, but couldn't read my name. Uh, he says, you're in a good place. Uh, she checks his file. It's uh, Actually, what's interesting about his file is that uh, so it's printed on dot matrix paper, the, the first part of his file. Uh, with that green and uh, white uh, kind of spacing to make it easier to read or classify stuff. Uh, and, but it looks like it's more of a, a laser ink or something, jet-phased jet, jet uh, printout. Oh, no, maybe not. I'm wrong. It's just a high quality. You know, I, I'll admit when I'm wrong. I was wrong. I'm looking at it right now. It is definitely uh, like a, a higher quality dot matrix like made in the last 20 years. Or, you know, a dot matrix of font. And it's all written in uh, uh, kind of the cryptograms or whatever they use. No real letters that I could see. And then there's another page Eleanor goes to that's not the green. It's more of like a chart type thing or with uh, those things called like boxes and not a graph. You insert them in, in uh, spreadsheets or stuff. Uh, 
where everything's boxed off. I don't know. It makes it easier to, to relay information about John. Uh, Sono, page two is boxes. Okay, that's what that says. Jesus, uh, have you met my assistant Michael, who's sitting behind next to a plant in the background? Uh, he, he's new. He just was came, transferred over from dog heaven. So that's why he's getting used to people. Then we cut to the good place. Uh, we see Foot Logger, uh, which had boots of beer, big leaves, pints of beer, or mugs maybe. And John says, so are you like an angel or something? Uh, Eleanor laughs. Uh, engaging a shortwave. Uh, I don't know what that means either, but... Uh, she says, uh, you and your 320 neighbors, uh, so 322 people. And John asks why that is uh, significant. Uh, everything's here for you to enjoy eternity, you and your 321 neighbors. Maybe that was what that word was, uh, three, eternity. Engaging shortwave, it looks like. Uh, uh, Janet shows up. She was Janet. Eleanor kind of gets Janet to play along. It's me, Eleanor, the architect of a good place. Uh, there's also, so John's talking the whole time. In the background behind him is a, a, a dude in shorts uh, eating an ice cream cone. I couldn't tell if he's talking to somebody. He's either talking to an imaginary friend or a real friend that's uh, sitting behind John so we can't see them. Really great uh, extra work, I'd say. So I salute that person. Uh, unless they said, just eat ice cream and talk, pretend you're talking to a cat. He nailed it if that was the director or the director nailed it. Uh, let's see. This is a part I was so distracted. I was distracted at this next part coming up. So we might have to do a little. We got to slow it down even more. Ion crane care cleaning and talking to someone. Get some froyo. They think that's just, oh, the guy was chewing his ice cream. That's ice cream cone chewing and talking to someone. Eleanor told John to go get some froyo. We have the first of two Drake, Ruth Bader Ginsburg jokes. Uh, John says, why isn't Janet running the neighborhood? But then we have a Soul Squad meeting in the alley. You know, so distracted by the sign in the background, which took me forever to uh, to, 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 to decipher. Uh, but it was for a beignet shop, a beignet in the Jets. Uh, so we get, like, either between me and the... Um, Good place. Uh, we're getting a lot of uh, Elton John shout-outs. Uh, beignet in the Jets. Beignet. Uh, beignet. Uh, Jason's back in uh, the Buddhist monk robes. They're a little bit different, uh, brighter color. I don't know if there's a joke. I think they're brighter color. And I think there's a, So I'm going to watch this because I thought I missed a joke in here about um, uh, napkins. Helenor says, new plan. I'm the architect. Uh, I already told John, so don't, you know, that's no going back. Uh, uh, Tahani says, anyone be immortal uh, that I would pick would be me, and if it wasn't me, it'd be you. Jason says, you're going to rock this. You're like the Blake Bortles, whatever's going on right now. And Eleanor says, I think I can do it. And she says, also, there's a time I studied Brad Pitt, wanted to be an architect. I uh, read a lot of those interviews. Uh, and then Michael will be back to normal soon. He's just stressed because he was experiencing love. Uh, Michael says, look at the Soul Squad together. I love you so much. Uh, so she says, Chidi, have Janet get the files. Tahani work on the welcome party. 
Okay, she says, for the napkins, I normally do Queen's Tuck, uh, but I was thinking of shaking up and doing a Yorkshire butterfly. I didn't get to look that up because I missed I saw the joke the first time I was watching the episode for pleasure, but then uh, not one of the other two times I was watching it for... Uh, so let's see, Chidi files. Chidi, then the next scene is Chidi's got files everywhere. Eleanor's enjoying, because she, she's like, I'm a world-class liar. Uh, like dating my, uh, oh, Chidi says, this is a little bit like dating my boss. I think she says world-class liar, baby. Eleanor does a handshake kiss move on Chidi. Chai, oh, I just saw a label that I didn't notice before. Chai something. Chidi, not Chidi. Maybe drinking a chai. Eleanor has a rainbow shirt on. I can't read it. It's not a... John Wheaton, that's the name, though, the John. Uh, Elsa, Eleanor smacks cheese behind. Tahani meets John, who had a blog about... Uh, who was quite M-E-A-N to Tahani. He claims it was truth to power. And she says, what are the odds? And then she actually, this is a fast move of her. She says, what are the odds? They're impossible. So she runs back to Good Place HQ. She says, it is a high Tahani. John was a gossip columnist, a shallow, plagued with jealous. Oh, she says, who saw me as shallow, plagued with jealous, jealousy and prone to fits of melodrama. And really, uh, I mean, this episode was the most uh, top-notch acting we've seen. Uh, I mean, I think William Jackson Harper in particular, but everybody was on point. Uh, let's see, plague, plagued with the jealousy, prone to fits of mouth. It was just really funny. Since uh, since in war, wardrobe ball place tricks, uh, they say this must be a bad place. I don't know, like, uh, the bad place chose this. Uh, so then they had called a meeting with a, a judge, the judge and Sean. Uh, Tahani mentions Diddy's white party. Uh, Sean was in a red square. Judge was in a blue square. They're kind of like FaceTiming. And she's snacking. I don't know if this is product placement. There was a Starbucks bag on her desk. Uh, Like she was snacking on a coffee cake or something. Uh, Oh, this is... Why is this in here? Simone, uh, they say... Michael says, Jesus, why didn't I anticipate Sean doing this? Like making... Picking people that were difficult... uh, and then Tahani, uh, Eleanor, and uh, Michael go out, and Simone's in the waiting room, our exes. Uh, then they have the FaceTime meeting, Red Square, Blue Square, Starbucks. Sean's de- also, Sean's desk has a blotter and a desk set, just like Michael's, uh, uh, which I thought was interesting. Uh, this was my daughter's favorite joke. It was in probably mine. Uh, they start to come up with a plan, and Eleanor says, Jason, talk to no one, go nowhere, and do nothing. He says, I won't let you down. Uh, Sean talks about checkmate. Chidi's not okay. It's normal. Avoid, uh, just avoid Simone, they say. And he goes, no, no. They say, you'll go probably go 10,000 years without running into her. Because uh, the judge says, okay, you can't undo what's done, but you can blank Simone's memory of all of you. But then Chidi's kind of like, well, I can't blink my memory of her, and I'll give it away. Because uh, Eleanor says, avoid him. He says, no, no, I'm like a ethics teacher of the Soul Squad. They say, okay, we got to go step by step. Step one, I don't know what step one is. Uh, like, uh, do, 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 do Jason don't talk to anybody. 
Uh, step two, let's see, don't, before, don't, you won't run into some uh, easy to avoid. Or you're just kind of making points. Michael's thinking. We'll plan to help them learn ethics. Uh, Eller says we'll deal with it later. Let's just take it step by step. Uh, step one, you know, let me talk to Simone. We got to check her in here to fake heaven. Uh, then we have Tahani staring at John. And uh, what I love. Uh, she says, Janet, I'm going to give John an insult. Is this one good? Uh, she says, what is that shirt? Mark Fakeups. Uh, and Janet says, yeah, 87% chance uh, it'll work, but there's 29% chance he'll get, give a quip back. Oh, honey. And uh, it'll uh, deflate her. And she says, uh, there's a really good uh, smile, like a knowing smile from Janet. And Tahani says, you know what, this is what the bad place wants me to do. There was, it was right at the end. There was a little button on the end of Tahani saying, I'm going to be nice. Uh, I'm not going to be, try to throw shade at John and ask him if his shirt is or shoes are Mark Fakeups. Uh, then we have Orf platters. I shan't, uh, old patterns. Uh, that's what Tahani says. I shan't let it uh, get to me. Then Eleanor comes out, meets Simone, says, hi, Simone, come on in. Says, let me give you a tour. Lasagna tomorrow. Lasagna tomorrow. Maybe there's a middle thing. There's a restaurant I didn't notice on any of the other passes. Okay, then uh, uh, Simone's eating froyo, and uh, she says, uh, half strawberry, half uh, busted milk. Coworkers taking your ideas. Uh, uh, oh, she's getting a tour. She also says, uh, Eleanor says, what do you think about this? You know, the afterlife thing. She goes, well, it could be a complex neurochemical uh, caused by my, you know, reaction caused by my synapses firing in milliseconds after I passed away. And Eleanor says, don't, you know, don't bother meeting anybody. Just hang out. Even though the town's jamming. It, and Simone seems very outgoing. It seems inevitable. Then we see Chidi watching from afar. I don't need to get to the timer, just a chill talk, me and Michael. Uh, I think Eleanor says, just chill, dude, uh, to, to, to Chidi. I need to get something. Uh, Chidi looking over. Oh, this is a. Uh, oh, that's when Eleanor says to, to, to Simone not to talk to anybody. And Chidi's looking on background. Uh, Eleanor says one of her old power moves was not recognizing people she recognized. Uh, this one of my deep I said, well, if I recognize a person and they don't recognize me, how do I handle that? Uh, so th- th- I never know how to greet people. Uh, she says, I think it's going to be okay. She says, no, it's not. No forking way. Uh, Eleanor says, I used to run to my exes all the time. Uh, she says, Simone's perceptive. Uh, there's a great Eleanor Michael exchange look there. And they say, what about a, and Chidi's really, this, this is the scene, uh, uh, where there just has to be just emotional undertone that has to get across, uh, for it not to seem really, really heavy lifting in, in my opinion. Uh, uh, Chidi, well, well, I don't know. <laughs> So I'm so used to referring to Chidi. Uh, just great acting. Uh, so uh, no racing us. Because uh, they say, well, you could blank Chidi's memory of Simone. They say, no, you can't just do that. You'd race everything. 
uh, you know, they're like, well, you're going to have this. She's like, this is what we're going to have to do to make this work. Uh, and Eleanor's, of course, like, uh, I don't know. This thing, things are going good. Uh, then we have so ad and then a soul squad meeting uh, coming up with a plan. Next time, I want to remember you. Oh, because she tells the whole rest of the soul squad. Uh, I'm not going to remember. Tomorrow, I won't remember anybody. And Jason has a few things about pizza. Nobody. A second Drake and Ruth Bader Ginsburg joke. We see the hourglass. Uh, or at least I notice the hourglass. Uh, most intricate cork pork. Okay, let me see if uh, this was. Uh, couldn't pick this one up. Let me see if I can pick it up in the uh, closed captioning. Eleanor says something. The most intricate cork pork. Uh, you know, that the way. Or core pork cluster. I don't know what what it was. Uh, Donnie says, "Yeah, I haven't met a more perfect couple than Drake and Ruth Gator Ginsburg. The bad place is pulled off. Uh, the most intricate cork pork of all time. I don't know what word it is. Uh, oh no, now I do. Okay, it took me a while. Uh, it's a blocking of a rooster, a cork pork. You know, that's only five five times watching the episode to get that one. Cork pork, that really is, is so funny. Like, uh, I don't know why I didn't. I was thinking that was an F-bomb or something, but it's more of a blocking of the rooster uh, with the hen. Particularly by part of, you know, you know what I mean. Old-fashioned brainstorm, like I said, throw pencils, eat Chinese food. Say that classic ham, not merch you can. Do snippy snappy. Uh, let's see if I can recall what actually was said there. Old-fashioned rainstorm. Say that classic human. Oh, this is a classic human. Michael says, I can't deal. Like, uh, and Helen says, this is human. So like, sometimes your friends go through hard times and you can't do anything except uh, be there for them. Snippy snappy, whip wipey wipey. Uh, there was a nice hand holding of uh, Chidi and Eleanor. Then this is the this is the scene uh, that people probably are talking about and will be. I don't know if you can pack as much like ever since the opening of the movie Pixar movie up. Uh, I don't know if a mu- much uh, relationship emotional resonance has been packed into one scene. And this one was in that was at the top of the movie. This is at the, like, the high point of the episode. Uh, but Chidi and Eleanor, so you watch those two back to back, maybe. Uh, but Chidi and Eleanor alone, uh, and Chidi says, "Every time I get a stomachache, um, you know, think of me." There's another restaurant I couldn't figure out, which was Ponzu something. So I feel bad about that. Infinite Light is still there. I think that's been in like every reboot, maybe. I don't know for sure. And then we have this uh, short movie. Uh, like uh, you just should really watch this episode. Oh, whoops! Hold on, though. Rewind because I just saw behind Michael. We may actually get the name of the restaurant. Uh, I can pause it exactly at the right time. Hold on, Ponzu. Um, it was only there for a second, it was like a wider shot, and then it goes close on Michael. The pause didn't work because my screen went gray. Yeah, I'm here. How you doing? Yeah, I'm just waiting to try to figure out this Ponzu. No, I can't figure it out. It was just a little bit out of focus. Uh, but Michael launches this movie. Some memories you may have forgotten. 
And I don't know if these are all lifted from the show or some are new, but it, you know, cause I don't read anything about it. Uh, but there was, according to my notes, uh, 15 uh, different scenes tucked into this three or four minutes. And we'll run through them. Some of you may have forgotten. A silent movie montage. I don't know how long it is. Maybe I'll check, check when Michael starts rolling. Uh, let's see. It's rolling now. 2039 on my account. We'll check it later. Of course, I didn't write it down. So, some memories. So, a silent movie montage. It shows her first hug. A cafe. Sushi and the, the sushi and the banshees. The sushi cart. Uh, Ethics 101, uh, with, uh, Hume, David Hume and, uh, uh, Eleanor studying. Oh, there's a big hug. I wonder when that was. Oh, there's the awkward hug. The first real hug, the first awkward hug. Did I miss all that already? And then they keep cutting back to them for real. Uh, Kardashian Jenner family tree, uh, which Eleanor runs through. Which I could probably back up and check if you want me to. Us Weekly, Chidi studying Us Weekly while owners teaching about the Kardashians that seem into the den of thieves by Gary Perello. That I looked up last time or Lions or something. Couldn't find that, but I assume it's real. Uh, handshake and stomach ache to hug. Uh, an awkward hug. Uh, they go home. There's a llama in, the, in their place or Eleanor's place. Uh, there's their picturesque boat trip. Uh, like that, that, uh, I think it was at the end of season one. Uh, Eleanor putting a sweater on to a chalkboard, kiss a cheaty and a smile. Uh, cafe, alfresco kiss, a mega kiss. Uh, uh, resting, pino, rain. Oh, that's later. Uh, lean in, alley kiss, a 1920s train ride. Uh, an inside disagreement, an outside disagreement. Uh, Waiting at the train station, and Chidi comes around with a bag, uh, drops it, and kisses Eleanor. That was uh, that was a pretty legit kiss too. Uh, then, like, uh, let's see, we'll get to the last uh, scene. But I was just uh, bang, banging out, Re- really uh, advanced. Lo- oh, here's the Jenner family tree. Let's just see. Pause it here. I just rewound it though. Sushi and the Banshees, Janet's in different, uh, I guess the different reboots, uh, David Hume out of, fo- oh, yeah, a little bit about David Hume in focus. Chloe and Tristan, uh, Eleanor standing in front of it. So we got uh, Robert, Chris, and Caitlin and Linda are all connected by dotted lines. So, so Caitlin and Linda had Brody, who's also married to a Caitlin with a K, I think, uh, then Brandon and Leah, they have a sign that maybe that means they're not in a relationship anymore. Uh, and Ava. Uh, then we have Kendall and uh, Kylie. Those are Chris and Caitlin's children. And Kylie and Travis. And they have uh, Storm. Is that uh, Stormy? Is that it? I can't, I can't read it. Uh, then let's see. We have Robin Black, B-L-A-C. And I can't quite read that. Chloe and Tristan, I think, uh, Courtney, and uh, it went fast, so I didn't have it all. But uh, you, you, you could look it up. Okay, then they have a resting, reading piano, a oh, reading picnic. Uh, this is the last scene. Uh, 
uh, Eleanor and uh, Cheetah reading during a picnic. It starts to rain. Then they uh, full-on love dancing and kiss in the rain. Uh, slow dance. You know, Passion City. Pretty good. Uh, and they're like, yeah, this is pretty good. I'm going to miss you. And then Eleanor says, except you won't. Uh, Eleanor also calls herself a legit snack. Uh, time means this. Okay, this is so romantic. Chidi always has the most romantic things to say. He says, uh, time means nothing. Uh, we, like, uh, Jeremy, bear me. Like, uh, when all this is over, we can just hang out on the dot of the eye forever. Is that, I mean, he said other romantic things that were more romantic than that that I forget. Uh, but that's pretty romantic. Uh, we'll be okay. Because the eye is where there's, you know, t- nothing, no time, time, you know, whatever. Uh, you could watch that episode again. But they say, geez, we found each other uh, before, whatever, through thousands of reboots. Uh, really, really deep scene. Uh, um, I mean, for, for, for the show. But you think about uh, how many, I don't, I don't know how many sitcoms have uh, this kind of... Uh, Emotional tautness, I guess, maybe. I mean, it's a fraught thing to try to pull off, but they pulled it off. Um, and I guess they didn't try too hard. Like, they had the, the scene and then, then, then just the two of them talking. Uh, I wish we had more time together. Oh, time means nothing. Jeremy, bear me, baby. We'll get through this. And then you and I could chill out in the dot of the eye forever, Chidi just said. As I said earlier, Eleanor says, we'll be okay. Found each other before hundreds of times. Scoots just said this. Uh, we'll do it again. And they're both nodding, staring. And then Michael says, yo, it's time. Oh, wait, there's another store. Let me see if I can see this one. I gotta, I'm like Eleanor. I got to interrupt this emotional uh, stuff. Uh, so once again saying, Jeremy, bury me, baby. Then you and I could chill out on the dot of the eye forever. Right, uh, Eleanor says, we'll be okay. She's wearing this nice green sweatshirt. They found each other before hundreds of times, Scoots just said twice. Said, we can do it again. Mall chocolate, milk chocolate, everything. That was the store. Good thing, you know, that's worth it. You got to hear that. You know, it's Valentine's Day maybe coming up for, for people, so put that on a card, you know, and also credit uh, credit the good place, so. Anzu Kramer. Yeah, I still couldn't read the Ponzu sign. Owner's watching Chidi walk away. Slow-mo. Uh, they gave each other a goodbye kiss, too, by the way. And then the commercial comes. Uh, then the next scene is Eleanor at her desk. Uh, yeah, formerly Michael's desk. And uh, now the architect's desk. Uh, she's thinking. Uh, Jan, she says, Jan, I need to tell tell me the answer. You know, I need your help. And... Uh, uh, Janet appears. Uh, she goes, you know, just tell me everything. Uh, Janet has this unbelievably good look too. You know, the answer to everything Eleanor says. Oh, I forgot to look up how long that uh, scene was. Here's that. So like, uh, what's the point of love if it's just going to disappear? You know, better to love or never love at all, whatever. Again, another great look. Uh, Eleanor's got her share of looks, but she's, you know, having to talk too. And uh, she says, I know how it feels. You know, I, I, Jason didn't know me, even though we were in love. Uh, and uh, it didn't feel good. I didn't like how it felt. Uh, and she said, the more human I become, 
less things make sense. Oh boy, is that deep. Uh, let me just say that. Let me rewind it and say it again. Because I hear you, Janet. The more human I become, the less things make sense. Uh, and she says, but if it was all automated, it would be like if it'd be like a food processor. Right? Uh, they gave you the answer and it made sense. Uh, it wouldn't be special. Uh, just m- machinery fulfilling its cosmic design. That's not what I'm, you know, I'm becoming human to, 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 to partake in. Sorry, I'm just I'm paraphrasing here. Or adding my own. It's euphoria. And all this randomness, this pandemonium. You and Chidi found each other. You had a life together. Isn't that remarkable? A great smile by Eleanor. And Eleanor says, that's from Paradise Lost. Pandemonium. That was the center of the, the not good place. And she goes, Chidi tricked me into that. Saying, you know, the, the person down there was my type. Uh, and uh, Jane says, yeah, that's on brand for you. Uh, and then the credits start to run. And Eleanor says, I guess I have to embrace the pandemonium, find happiness in this unique insanity of being here now. And then uh, Jane says, uh, uh, we can do this together. In the words of the man I love, I got you, dog. I mean, really, just just writing, yeah. Phenomenal. Uh, and uh, she goes, you're a great girlfriend, great robot girlfriend, uh, Janet. Janet goes, I'm only one of those three, a friend. Because she's had to tell Jason the other two things, so she's not a thousand times. And then we have a, a quick second of uh, Eleanor alone. She gets up from the desk and she goes out. She says, hi, Chidi, I'm Eleanor. Come on in. And they both have nice smiles. Uh, uh, wow, <laughs> really Tugger. You know, this episode was real Tugger. You know, tugging on the strings like Ricky Ticky Tavy style. So that was a, g- a good one. So now let's uh, dig into like, some research here. Uh, that's why I sound like it, because I'm, you know, I'm so emotional. Okay, good place finale, which was called Pandemonium. So let's start with uh, the SAVE, like Savings Bank LIFE. Uh, which was an American brand, according to Wikipedia, of hard candy and mints, uh, fruit-flavored, known for its distinctive pa- packaging in paper-wrapped aluminum foil rolls. Uh, Clarence Crane of Garrettsville, Ohio, also the father of uh, poet Hart Crane, invented this as a summer candy in 1912 that could withstand heat better than chocolate. Uh, its name is derived from a similar shape uh, to the things... Uh, when you throw someone who falls off a boat, uh, registered a trademark and then sold the rights to Peppermint, uh, Peppermint Candy, uh, to Edward John Noble. Oh, that was the name of his company, Cranes. 2900 bucks, And Noble went to the tinfoil wrappers from Cardboard Rolls, uh, which didn't work. Uh, and he founded the Life Sabers uh, Candy Company in 1913, expanded the market uh, by putting them next to cash registers, restaurants, and grocery stores. He said uh, to give always give customers a nickel in their change to include sales of the five-cent Life Savers. Uh, the slogan, still only five cents, helped them become a fra- favorite treat for children with a tight allowance. 
Uh, the first five flavor will appear to not, all, all the way in 1935. Here's a fact about scoots. Uh, you know, rare, uh, will often get my hands on lifesavers that are multi-flavored. And I'm a big coconut. Like when I do have that tropical lifesavers, I like all the tropical ones. But I love that. Co- ever since I was a kid, I loved that coconut lifesaver. If I got to go with the five original pride cherry. Um, they've had, uh, lots of other ones, including holes that's discontinued. I remember those holes, uh, lollipops, uh, gummy savers. Those are real. They, they do make a quality, a gummy saver. Uh, let's see. So, uh, what else do we got here? Port Chester, New York, uh, it was the primary manufacturing spot. Uh, by 1919, they had six uh, flavors other than mint, uh, wintergreen, Quellove, licorice, uh, cinnamon, and violet, uh, and chocolate, malto milk. Uh, man, I gotta, I gotta get myself a time machine just to try these. Uh, uh, they've tra- traded like uh, you know multinational corporations over the years. Let's see, uh, more than a few times. I mean, if you knew some of these owners, you'd say, "What? You got to be kidding me!" The truth is. They made a Roy Kroc movie. I mean, I don't know what to tell t- It's just interesting tracing tracing the... Uh, uh, but Wrigley's was the last owner, and then Mars acquired Wrigley's. Uh, so I'm assuming that's who they're still run by. Uh, so it's just a little bit about it. I don't know, because I was wondering if those were on her desk. I also wondered about certs, because uh, they have this thing called Retson. I said, what the heck is that Retson that you hear about in certs commercials? Uh, Search is a breath mint, uh, long most popular mint, 1956. They're uh, classified mints, but they have no oils of any mint plant. Uh, they contain retsin, a trademark name for copper, gluconate, uh, hydrogenated cottonseed oil, and flavoring. And it's the copper, gluten, gluconate, in, in, uh, retsin, or the search that gives it the green flakes, which is a copper salt of D. Gluconic acid. It is an odorless, light blue or blue green crystal or powder, soluble in water, insoluble in ethanol, and it may, may or may not may not may or may not help your breath. Uh, but uh, comes in those. What about uh, this? Is from Thoughtco.com. You know, let's just do a quick run through about a Buddhist monks. Uh, this is by Barbara O'Brien. It was updated uh, to July twenty eighth, uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah, serene orange-robed Buddhist monks are an iconic figure in the West, uh, uh, but they don't all wear uh, orange robes, uh, and some of them are not celibate vegetarians that live in monasteries. Uh, uh, according to the although the historical Buddha did have his disciples, early Buddhism was primarily monastic. Uh, from the foundations of Buddhism, the monastic Sangha has been the primary container that maintained the integrity of the Dharma and passed on in new generations. Uh, for centuries, the monastics were the teachers, scholars, and clergy. Uh, let's see. An establishment of lineage tradition. Uh, uh, the, let's see. The original order was established by the historical Buddha. Uh, there was no formal ordination ceremony, but as more and more disciples grew, uh, Buddha adopted string, more stringent procedures. 
uh, one of the most important stipulations attributed to the Buddha was that uh, uh, fully ordained monks uh, must be present at the orda- ordination and fully ordained. Uh, okay, so different types of monks. Uh, maybe, maybe there's like an unbroken lineage. I don't know. There's two tiers of ordination. This is a nice article about it uh, if, if you want to learn more. And it has some links to other articles. Uh, what about that beignet in the Jets? Uh, if you know me, I'm an Elton fan. Uh, and Benny and the Jets uh, is a song by uh, Elton and Bernie, uh, just like uh, the last little song we covered. Uh, first appeared on Goodbye Yellowbrick Road in 73. One of the most popular songs uh, was performed at Live Aid. Uh, it's been, uh, Benny's been uh, uh, written. Is B E N N Y and B E N N I E. It was on uh, side one. Uh, Elton didn't want to release it as a single because he didn't think it would uh, uh, work. Uh, but first it went wide in uh, Ontario, then in Detroit, uh, and uh, you know became a top forty song. It was uh, it was also John's first top hit, top forty hit on what the time was called Billboard Hot Soul Single Chart, where it peaked at fifteen. Uh, the song tells the story of Benny and the Jets, a fictional band whom uh, the song's narrator is a fan. It's written in G major. Uh, Bernie said the song's uh, b- 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 lyrics are a satire on the music industry of the seventies, a glitz and greed. Yeah, so the, a lot of the lyrics affect that uh, mohair suit. You know, I read it in a magazine. Oh, uh, let's see what else. Uh, they uh, in the studio, the, Elton John and the band were. It was too plain and unoriginal, and that's why Elton John fought tooth and nail against it coming out as a single. It was one of the oddest songs we ever recorded, according to Davy Johnstone. We just have, I guess this is really odd. It sounds, it sounds like me and Bernie would get along great. Uh, while uh, mixing the album, they added reverb, applause, and other things from uh, other concerts, and even a Jimi Hendrix album. There's just a crowd noise. Elton John rarely plays the song verbatim to the studio version, and also sometimes will make uh, subtle or drastic changes. Uh, so that's just a little bit about uh, Benny and or Beignet and the Jets. Uh, we'll skip the lyrics. Uh, see what time? Let me time check here. Okay, let's talk about the Diddy White Party because I didn't really. Obviously, I'm like, uh, don't you know? I'm not hip, so I kind of remember it. Uh, this article is from the Hollywood Reporter. Uh, Chris Gardner, Lindsey Weinberg, uh, four sixteen twenty eighteen. Uh, the Hamptons, modern day Gatsby, Witty's, uh, Diddy's, excuse me, P. Diddy, uh, Diddy's white party turns 20. Uh, it says the hip hop mogul made an overtop splash in 98 uh, with the first party uh, to announce his revival in the Tony Enclave of uh, to East Hamptons uh, during a Labor Day party in his new house. It would be the inaugural installment in a series of summer white parties that eventually moved uh, around uh, the globe. Uh, and Paris Hilton said it was iconic and everybody was there. Uh, like a modern day Gatsby, a thousand person guest list, a strict, uh, uh, imposed a strict head to toe white dress code. 
It was stunning, said Martha Stewart, who's a guest at the first party. And it also helped that Diddy looked very handsome in white. Uh, uh, people in the Hamptons said uh, the first party was the end of the world, said Stephen Gaines, uh, who wrote a book about the Hamptons. And the last white party went down in Beverly Hills in 2009. No date has been set in the return. There's a lot of pictures uh, uh, from it from different parties. Uh, hopefully I don't serve pasta at it because it would be, be a mess for me. Oh, look, there's a, a, a Di, DiCaprio's there at the first one. Uh, let's see, Diddy and his family. Uh, so it's just a lot of famous people. Uh, yeah, so it's, like if you're interested in seeing uh, a lot of celebrities, uh, like you say, okay, yeah, like uh, who who is there? But uh, pretty cool. You know, Tahani was there. She was a guest, according to her. Uh, but speaking of style and upping my style, let's check in with who Mark Jacobs is. Uh, uh, American fashion designer, uh, head designer for his own label, Mark Jacobs, formerly Mark by Mark Jacobs. Uh, been produced for over 15 years. Uh, discontinued, oh no, Mark, Mark by Mark Jacobs was a different line. It got discontinued in 2015. At one point, there was over 200 stores. Uh, Creative uh, director for Louis Vuitton, 97 to 2014. Uh, time, 2010 time, 100 most 100 influential people in the world. Uh, number 14 of 50 most powerful uh, gay men and women in America. Uh, let's see, career, uh, started at an avant-garde clothing boutique at 15. And... Uh, this Parsons, maybe he was going to school. Parsons, uh, yeah, Parsons in school. Uh, while still at school, he just sold his first line of hand knit sweaters. Uh, he uh, worked with Robert Duffy, Duffy does Jacob Duffy designs. Uh, in '86, he was his first Mark Jacobs label. Eighty-seven, he was the youngest designer to ever been awarded a fashion industry tribute, the highest tribute council on fashion designers, uh, Perry Ellis Award for New Fashion Talent. I really want to get into the style. Like, uh, I guess Wikipedia's not really the place. Oh, style. Uh, explaining as close, Jacob says, what I prefer is that even if someone feels hedonistic, they don't look at uh, curiosity about, uh, you know, boom, 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 is more interesting to me than domination. My clothes are not hot. Never, never. Uh, audience for his fashion shows uh, typically include celebrities like Kim Gordon, Gordon and Vincent Gallo. Oscar Dale Lorena made a comment that a coat designed by Jake's, Jacobs closely res, resembled one that Dale Lorena had made. Uh, Mr. Jacob makes no pretense that fashion emerges uh, full-blown through the head of uh, one solitary genius. Um, makes no pretense that that happens. Uh, Jacobs was one of the first uh, fashion designers to establish streetwise aesthetics, uh, mashup of preppy, grunge, and couture. It's also known for fi being fine arts driven uh, and uh, avant garde AD campaigns, uh, and you know, popular with uh, celebrities. Uh, so that's good to know. And let's see what else. Uh, what's this last one here? Oh, this is a shant. Uh, or Shalt, uh, which is S-H-A apostrophe N apostrophe T. Oh, no. 
shalt is a contraction of shalt or shall not. Shant, uh, I shunt, uh, I shunt to do that. Uh, so Tahani says that. Let's see what else. Say. Well, they talked about blogging in here. Let me just run through this real quick to finish off. And then I'll tuck in. All right. Uh, so this is from webdesignerdepot.com by the staff. It's from 2011. Brief, brief history of blogging. A lot of people say blogging is a podcast and new blogging. Uh, it's generally recognized the first blog. It was uh, links.net created by Justin Hall at Swarthmore College in 94. It wasn't until 97 the term weblog was coined uh, by Jorn Barger. Uh, Logging the web as he browsed. Uh, in 1998, it was a blog in a traditional news site with the Charlotte Observer. Uh, weblog was shortened to blog in 99. That's not that old. I mean, eight, 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 19 years. Uh, five years later, uh, William Merriam-Webster said it was a word of the year. Uh, There's a lot of different blogging platforms. Live Journal is the most popular. And then Blogger. The uh, 2000s were a period of glow, growth. Uh, 1999, according to Jesse James Garrett, there was 23 blogs on the internet. By 2006, there were 50 million. Uh, some, you know, cover news. Some cover politics. Uh, some cover fashion. Uh, there's meta blog. There was meta blogs. Blogs about blogging. Uh, then. Uh, number of blogs gathered starting 2000. Boing boing. I used to, that was with Gizmodo. Gawker, uh, Huffington Post, Wonkyet, yeah, just a little bit about it. Then there was WordPress. Uh, yeah, so I just wanted to get on it. Oh, Tumblr is uh, another one. Marco uh, makes Overcast work there at the very beginning, I think. Uh, so, yeah, just a little bit about it. And, uh, yeah, I hope you're, uh, yeah, let me just do some thank yous. And, uh, you know, a good place will be back in, uh, you know, season. Good night.